millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some revenge stories. If you are new here, please consider hitting that like, that subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's just crack straight on with today's stories because I'm excited for some spicy stuff. (laughs) And the story is from Prestigious Issue 330. Terror neighbors make our lives hell. Return the favor by getting them raided. As we found out that we'd be expecting not one but two kids, we know we had to move to a real house with more space. At the time, we were still living in a one-bedroom studio, one up from the ground floor. With its only entrance being a metal fire escape, stairs, not ideal for a pregnant woman, let alone to live with two small babies. So we found a privately leased house that was newly renovated and had all the room and a large garden we were looking for. Signed the lease and immediately collected the keys. As the owner drove off, the woman next door comes up to me, immediately demanding we not make noise before noon as her boyfriend works nights and sleeps in the whole bunch of other do's and don'ts. So right off the bat, we knew trouble incoming. As the house was fully renovated and not much had to be done, we were like, don't poke the bear. We'll do the things that make noise after noon. We moved in after two weeks and the whole street was warm and welcoming. My wife was almost due giving birth to my twin daughters and some offer help with anything we needed. Real kind people. They also told us about our neighbors. Nobody liked him. He was a big bully and got into arguments with everybody. Also were known as radio pirates as in illegal broadcasting on radio with all Dutch bangers. This music is just terror on your ears and possibly used on terrorists on black sites which went alongside them partying Thursday till Sunday till five in the morning, loud music, constant yelling, always drunken, etc. Really something to look forward to when moving in, certainly with two babies on the way. The partying began immediately, full blast, really classy for someone demanding to be quiet when douchebag needs his beauty sleep. Then one day, my father-in-law came to put new grass in. He has his trailer parked at the back of our houses, which is public space. Not according to him though. No, that exact spot where the trailer, full with grass sod, quite heavy stuff was parked, was his spot and we had to move the trailer. Not gonna happen, as I was not planning to walk all the way around the house with the sods. He gets angry right away and demanded me to move it. I told him to go fuck himself. I was done with him already, then and there. I'm also a ginger, so besides having no soul, I do have a temper, which is always in check until you provoke me repeatedly. Anyone who knows me will tell you that you really had to make an effort for that to happen. We went on working and end of day comes when my father-in-law wants to leave. Hooks up the trailer and bam, there was douchebag telling him off, yelling, it's his spot and he better not do this again or else. Mess with me all you want, I can handle it, but what you don't do is threaten my family. I ran outside and told him in no uncertain terms to back off or he'd be the sorry one total bluff on my side. Yes, I have a temper, but I'm not impressively built and had no hidden fighting skills. I do fight dirty. (laughs) He backs off, father-in-law leaves and I go inside where I find my wife crying. She got scared of him maybe doing something to her father and slash or me and this is something we don't need right now. 
combined with hormones from being pregnant and you can paint that picture. So I'm even more pissed, but I had to promise not to act on anything. I won't dear, not yet anyway. Time went on without any real incident and then came the time my wife goes into labor. Didn't go smooth and ended up having to deliver with C-section or whatever it's called because daughter two was almost strangled by the umbilical cord. We had to stay three nights, excruciating nights due to a lot of things. Finally, when we get home, family had put a giant sign in our front yard welcoming the babies. The sign was already up for a few days prior to coming home, so our friendly neighbors definitely knew about it. But did they give a flying fuck? No, they did not. From the first night on, they started to party and broad blasted their terror music. They started at noon and continued until five or six in the morning. Classy. They also kept going for days, so it wasn't just Thursday to Sunday, it was all week long and the next. So we were broken, hardly slept. One of our daughters suffered from heavy cramps combined with all the noise and her parents at the end of their wits, so she cried a lot. And then I just had it. I researched some things on Radio Pirates, the laws and regulations, and on his large 5 meter plus antenna in his backyard, which is illegal in itself, but he used it to illegally broadcast radio, which meant he had a lot of equipment to do so, which was even more illegal and can even get you jailed. But at the very least, they could seize it all and fine him big time, in the 10 to 45k area. Now, I did not immediately turn him in, but instead were looking for another house to lease first. This because I figured it wouldn't sit well with him having a wife and two babies in the house alone during the day because I had to go to work. I hear you guys thinking, why not involve the police? Well, they are utterly useless in cases like this. We called once and what they did disturbs me to this day. They rang at their doorbell and immediately started off by saying we called them about noise complaints. Yes, you read that right. No protection or whatsoever. Just blatantly told them we were the reason they're here. Told them to keep it down and that was it. They didn't even follow up with us or anything. As you can guess, douchebag now was even more pissed and told me the next day or yelled over the fence that separates our backyards that I really should not do that again. A threat yet again, of which I told the police. I didn't report it the first time as I chalked that up to alpha male and heat of the moment. But without witnesses to corroborate, nothing could be done yet again. Some days later, I walked out the front door and he just stepped out of his car came up to me demanding I cut back some of our ivy that grew on our side of the fence because it tangled with his big ass antenna. He would be gone for some hours and I could come in his garden to cut back the ivy that grew through their side. And then a light bulb went above my head. I told him politely that I would do that immediately. Why? Because that gave me the opportunity to find out and make out the model of his antenna to ascertain its signal strength, where the cables go exactly and what kind of cables they were. Again, to know the signal strength it handled. Also, it gave me a good view on the equipment he had through the window so I could snap some photographs of it. This was the icing on the cake because in the meantime, we did manage to find a new home and already signed the lease so we could be gone in two weeks. Luckily, we only had to paint some walls for the girls' room and furthermore, just pack up our things and move them to the other house. So after I trimmed the ivy and collected my evidence, I went online that night to find out the proper channels to report a broadcast pirate and which entity was tasked with catching said pirate. Turned out I had to call the telecom agency, but also the police. Wasn't too happy with the latter, but I remembered I have a nephew that works for the police. Officially, his area was immigration, but he knew enough colleagues that would help us and could trust us not to confront them again, saying I was the one that sent them. That was extremely important for our safety when doing what I was doing. 
so I gave both the agency and the police all the evidence I collected, pointed them to the frequencies he pirated so they could listen in. Then they started a neighborhood investigation, which wasn't really necessary, but this was to cover our asses to make it look like he got caught by accident because they had an active investigation in our area. You never know what he can learn from legal documents and such. We asked them to wait with a raid. Yes, they raid pirates' houses, preferably in the early hours of the day because of his beauty sleep, rendering him incapable of fleeing or hide evidence, etc. We moved two weeks later and they raided him two days after we moved. All of his equipment, computers, radios, cell phones, and his car were seized. He left in cuffs. His wife and girlfriend did too, for making a big scene and tried to interfere. All of which was live reported to me by one of my ex-neighbors who were equally ecstatic about this. It turned out this wasn't the first time he got caught, but his third time. His car had no insurance on it and his MOT failed. This would normally have no big consequence because he didn't drive it while raided, but they had the guy surveilled on for a week and that definitely meant he was seen driving it while not having insurance and a valid MOT. He was fined somewhere around 30k euros, went to jail for 12 weeks and everything seized was destroyed except the car. His girlfriend had to do 40 some hours community service. They had to sell the house, which made for very happy neighbors as they too were over and done with them. Like I said, I do fight, but very dirty. You have to really make an effort for me to get to that point. They did and suffered. Over a year later, when shopping groceries, I encountered them with the foulest of looks. If looks could kill, I'd be a smoldering heap of ash, but nothing more than that. Damn folks, I'm kind of surprised about all the appreciation, gold, silver and awards, wholesome, masterpiece, helpful, bravo grand and so many upvotes. Thank you all kind people. I honestly do not know what I can do with gold or silver but I promise you I'll spend it by giving it back. This shit period in our lives turns into something better this way. When he was going all down the whole frequencies route and trying to find out what frequencies are on and st signal strength, I was wondering is, is there a way like OP could have overpowered it and just played his music on it and just like, <laughs> I don't know, played Crab Rave for 10 hours or something like that. That would have been epic. <laughs> but I don't get people like that. You New neighbors move into the house next door to you and immediately they come, they come running out the door and saying, you best be quiet. Who does that? Who has that mentality? I find that absolutely insane. But let's move on to the next story. And our next story comes from Pokey1984. Another mailbox story. I posted this as a reply to someone else's mailbox story. I was informed that it should be its own post. So here it is, edited slightly for clarity. This didn't start out as a quest for vengeance. We just wanted mail delivery to our house. Vengeance came as a byproduct, but it was truly delightful nonetheless. So, mailbox story time. This happened back in 1982 for the record. My folks moved to a very rural area on a gravel road. No one had previously lived there, so it was a battle just getting mail delivery in the first place. My folks went several rounds with a local postmaster. He was somewhat enamored with his own power and very much a rules to the letter kind of guy. Every I must be dotted, every T crossed. And if there's so much as a semicolon at a place, you have to start all over again. He seemed to have made it his personal mission to make getting mail delivery to a new address as difficult as humanly possible. Ultimately, my folks managed to fill out the paperwork to his satisfaction and he begrudgingly allowed us to put up a box and receive mail delivery at our new home. 
dad was extremely careful in the placement of our box and making absolutely certain it was the exact height, precise placement from the road, etc., to avoid annoying our local postmaster any more than we already had. There are, or at least were, very specific rules about rural mailboxes. Dad followed every single one. That first mailbox was perfect. The man who drove the road grader was as annoyed as the local postmaster, as he now had a new driveway to accommodate. We suspect that's why he had it out for our mailbox. After the road grader had demolished three of our mailboxes, Dad got pissed. Previously, he used the most basic design, just a post in the ground with a box on top. Now, he was motivated. Dad got a hold of a nine foot long section of metal pipe. It's four inches in diameter, outer measurement, and has three quarter inch thick walls. I have no idea what it was originally intended for, but I know how Dad used it. He dug a hole five and a half feet deep. He welded an upside down tripod shape, think open umbrella to the bottom of the open pole and dropped it into the six foot wide hole. Each welded on leg was about three feet of some kind of rebar and there were five such spokes. He then dropped some huge rocks on top of the tripod shape to hold it in place. The empty spaces around the huge rocks were filled with gravel and he dumped sand in to fill the air gaps. Then he filled in the rest of the hold in with dirt and mounted the mailbox on top of the post. Three days after dad installed the new mailbox, we heard the road grader coming down the road. Our house is a quarter mile from the road, but we heard the loud clang from inside. We also heard the cursing and swearing from inside. No one went down to look until they heard the road grader drive away. When they did, the box itself was slightly dented on one side, but it was still firmly upright and functional. Three weeks later, we received a bill from the township for a bent grader blade. It was accompanied by a letter informing us that we had caused damage to city property because our mailbox was installed incorrectly. It would need to be moved and we were liable for a bill of a couple of thousand dollars worth of repairs. Here's where it becomes pro-revenge instead of petty. Recall the fact that the local postmaster was annoyed with us over the battle to get mail delivery. Mum had made a point of each time we reinstalled the mailbox, taking photographs down the post office and having the local postmaster sign off approval of the height placement, etc. She'd done the same with dad's super post and had documented signed approval of the box dated the day before the road grader had bent his blade, trying to demolish the box. She submitted copies of the invoice for the grader blade and the letter stating that the damage was our fault because of our mailbox was incorrectly placed to the post office. She also submitted copies of the official post office approval of the box to the township. The jerk of a postmaster was also quite prideful and became furious that his authority was being called into question by some podunk township. Podunk? I've never heard that before. As far as he was concerned, the township wasn't questioning my parents. They were stating that his judgment was wrong. I don't know what went down between the postmaster and the township, but we received a second letter from the post office, reiterating their approval of our mailbox. We also got a formal apology from the township and noticed that the road grader's contract had been terminated because he lied about the damage to city property. It was worded with a tone that said, please don't sue us because a contracted employee damaged your property. For the record, that post dad installed nearly 40 years ago is still standing. We've replaced the box on top many times. That post, however, has now wrecked two cars and a truck in addition to that long ago road grader. <laughs> and Thada replies to this one saying, I genuinely laughed out loud. Great story. And it reminds me of an urban folklore I heard a long time ago. A road construction crew kept having all of their barrels knocked over early in the morning by some asshat who drove a beta pickup truck. 
He would open his door and bloop, 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 knock all the barrels over through the zone. After the third or fourth day, the foreman filled one of the barrels with concrete. Along come Mr. Arshat right on time. Bloop, bloop, smash went his door. The barrels didn't get knocked over anymore after that. <laughs> My favorite part of this story though was just picturing them all in the house when that road grader was coming after they upgraded the post and just being inside and hearing the ting <laughs> and just the dad's there, there with his eyes closed and just thinking, beautiful. <laughs> but let's check out another story. And this story is from Flight Geek 24 Don't cheat on your graduation lifeline. So I, 19 male, and my now ex-girlfriend, 18 female, have been together for more than a year. We were in the same class during middle school and high school now. A two-year friendship eventually evolved into a relationship. You'll know how it is. We were happily together, at least so I thought, since December 2019. I thought everything was great between us the whole time, although recently, about March, I noticed her becoming very distant and barely writing first, dry texting, etc., I asked her multiple times if everything is okay and gave her some space, but it continued for the next few months. I was naturally very upset as I've been through hell and back together with her when she was going through depression and a really hard time at the end of 2020. It suddenly felt like all this time was wasted and worth nothing. I, as a naive high schooler, truly believed that she was the one. It was serious after all. We match perfectly together. We spend about three full months crying together at night when she was going through a rough time. We had similar plans for the future, similar interests, and it seemed we were meant for each other. My girlfriend, let's call her Caroline, was studying to become a lawyer. So she was mostly into humanity subjects. I, on the other hand, am studying biochem for medical school. I apologize if this is all confusing slash different. We live in Europe. She was required to attend at least one science subject to graduate physics, biology, chemistry, psychology. She always hated these subjects and just took them because they were necessary to graduate. She ended up picking chemistry as I was a natural and tutored nine and 10 graders chemistry in my free time. And I always helped her with her assignments, etc. It started as helping her before exams and assignments so she could get a good pass grade and after her rough time, walked into me writing half of the assignments for her. In February, she started to do everything with me again though. We had online the whole time. Anyway, enough backstory. After noticing Caroline started to get distant and she never properly answered my questions regarding her behavior, I wanted to see how far it would go. For one week, I didn't invite her slash call her slash text her first. In total of one week, she called me three times. Twice to ask me about her assignment and once telling me how she felt insecure and bad. I'm not a dickhead. I helped her out with school stuff and comforted her when she felt down. Me being the naive love is perfect lovebird I am, chalked it up to her feeling depressed again, but feeling embarrassed about it. I continued helping and comforting her for the next month until nothing changed and she never opened up. I was honestly doubting everything by then. Is it me? What am I doing wrong, etc. I tried everything I could. Eventually, I asked her friends if something happened, but they said she was the same as always towards them. I knew something was up, but I didn't know what it was yet. One day when she came over to my place, it was the only second time she did in that March. Usually she came at least twice a week. We were sitting in my room and talking while she was trying out Valorant, which is an online shooting game. After she went to my kitchen to make herself something, I hear a notification from her phone. I'm usually not a snooper, but I had a quick look at her screen that lit up. I wouldn't be able to read the message or who it was anyway. It was a Discord notification. 
I was very surprised. I knew for a fact that she didn't have it a month ago. Plus, she only plays Minecraft once in a while. She never uses Discord or anything. So the next morning, I did some snooping and sure enough, I found a whole other Instagram account of hers where she branded herself to be an aesthetic gamer girl. Not that there's anything wrong with that. She had never told me anything about this. I couldn't find any of her friends following her on that account either. Sure enough, she had a Discord username in her bio. Curious, and to be honest, arsehole me, decided it would be a good idea to create a throwaway account and try to text her to see what she was all about. Before you complain to me, I know I was an arsehole here. After texting her on my new account, we talked for a bit until she became flirty. We played a few Bed Wars games together, and once again on a throwaway account, I bought for $1. Lol. I kind of broke down and started questioning my sanity. I'd been with her all this time and through so much shit. I couldn't believe she would do this to me. After the sadness came from the anger, I wanted to know how much she took it. I found it hard to believe that she would just casually flirt with guys like this. After setting up my first recon mission plan, I found out more about her until I found out about her supposed boyfriend. At that point, I had a huge emotional breakdown and I felt I've wasted so much time helping someone who would betray me like this. From her stories, I would later find out they were sleeping with each other for a whole month by now, about when her behavior started to change. At this point, I started hatching my revenge plan. I know I would not let her off the hook this easily. I spent two weeks pulling all-nighters, making sure I had all my work done till the end of the year, until graduation. I spent all my remaining time creating fake chemistry textbook pages so I could make my pro-revenge more believable. All of the information was wrong. I knew I had to give her a taste of her own medicine, betray her like she had me. For the remaining two months of the school year, I fed her all this fake information and made sure she got all of her assignments wrong. I knew she wouldn't be able to tell anyone she was copying off me, as our high school had a very, very, very strict rule for plagiarism. As much as three small cheating attempts on small exams could get you expelled. So after letting the pot stew for those two painful, awful months, I let shit hit the fan. As our teacher had to handle an outrageous amount of classes, she always checked her assignments late, often by two or three months, all at once. I know I could use this fact to my advantage. After she submitted her final assignments that were worth a huge percentage of our final graduation grade, I told her I knew about her shenanigans had been still going for three entire months by now. I told her how she hurt me and how it would come back to haunt her. I made sure of that. She mostly brushed me off and acted as if I were the villain, as I couldn't just leave her and that she was only friends with that guy. Although I told her something was going to happen, I never told her what it would be. Trust me, she never saw it coming. One week later, the end of the year results rolled around. When we received our final grades, I was over the moon as I passed with flying colors. On the other hand, her not so much. Due to her final assignments and all quarter four work equaling to an F, she called me crying and asked for help. She told me she wouldn't be able to graduate if she wouldn't receive at least a passing grade for this year. She told me our teacher gave her a final chance after telling her how disappointing she was. Caroline has two more months at school with extra one-on-one -on -one online lessons with our saint teacher. Honestly, props goes out to her. To be honest, I felt really bad for her and her situation. Knowing very well if she didn't work her ass off in these two months, in a subject she hated, she would have to repeat the last year without someone constantly helping her with her chem. That compassion quickly went away and I told her I would help her but only if she apologized and paid me my regular tutoring fees. Caroline went full-on ballistic after that and screamed at me. How could I do this to her? 
I hung up and she called me a few seconds after, apologizing and agreeing to pay me for my help. She now has two months of intense memorizing with her ex if she wants to graduate. <laughs> Edit. Now she has to study for these two months and when the regular end of school year comes, she has to complete a series of exams. Think four to eight, covering the most important topics from this year. If she passes all of them, she will pass chemistry. And someone asked OP in the comments and they said, um, why would you tutor them though? I would just tell them to fuck off. And OP replied saying, she had to come back to me and apologize. I'm not one for revenge out of pure spite. I find it good if people learn from their mistakes, especially when it comes to cheating. To which Solzeg replied to this saying, chaotic neutral, I like your style. <laughs> Now, what did you make of today's revenge stories? Did you enjoy them? Do you have one of your own? Don't forget to share it with us down in the comments below if you choose to do so, but never any pressure to, you know, get involved in the comments. It's just there if you want to. Thank you so much for your love, support and time towards the channel and spending 20 minutes of your day with me. It's just absolutely fantastic. So thank you for doing you. And if you want to support the channel further, you absolutely can. But as always, never any pressure to do so by clicking that join button down below for YouTube or clicking the link in the description for Patreon and joining up there. Again, thank you for your love, support and time. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.